We want to introduce you to our good friends and supporters at Safe Skincare. Safe products are made from natural ingredients and contain no unnecessary additives like fragrance, colors, or parabens, so you don't need to choose between safety and effectiveness when taking care of your skin and or yourself. And better yet, their products are also vegan and cruelty-free. So make sure to check them out at saveskincare.com, and while you are there, treat yourself to a little stress-relieving something. Hello everyone, welcome to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse, where we openly discuss mental health as practicing nurses and the reality of what it means in healthcare. We are your lovely hosts. My name is Olivia. And I'm Carly. And we hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to our Coloring Book series. As we highlighted in our previous podcast, today we have the opportunity to interview our second guest on Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. And today we are joined by Margaret Carlock Russo. So Margaret has been an art therapist for over 25 years, working with adults, specifically those with learning difficulties, physical disabilities, as well as dementia. She created the first art therapy program in Southern Arizona for adults experiencing cognitive and physical decline. She is an active legislative advocate for her cause, and she currently serves as president of the American Art Therapy Association. Welcome, Margaret. Yeah, thank, you thank you so much for, being for, here. for joining um, us I'm today. I'm very happy to be here. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you <laughs> for welcome. the opportunity. Of course. So um, I know Carly kind of touched on your background a little bit, but could you kind of just, you know, give us a high level overview of, of you and then also what initially led you into the world of art therapy? Sure. So um, when I first went to college, I didn't know about art therapy. So I graduated with my art degree and um, uh, I went on into looking for employment. Uh, I actually started working as a teacher um, and then I went into uh, recreational therapy. And that is a different um a totally different profession, but it got me, what I've always wanted to do is work with others. So that got me into that realm of helping and working with others. And through that job, I found out about art therapy. And as soon as I heard about it, uh, it's sort of like a light bulb went off and I immediately searched out a school, a college in the area um, that had the art therapy program. Um, and I immediately went back for my master's degree. Awesome. So art therapy is, is uh, the entry level position it is uh, with a master's degree. So I went back and did that. And um, uh, for anybody who doesn't, under, doesn't know or isn't familiar with art therapy, it is um, an integrative mental health profession. And um, art therapy is used similar to any other mental health profession, except that we also incorporate the creative process and art making as part of the work that we do with clients. Um, and the profession is really, um, you know, enriches the lives of individuals, families, communities. We work with all sorts of people um, creating art uh, and uh, using applied psychology theory and human experience in a psychotherapeutic relationship. So it's a really a mental health profession that um, is designed to help people with specific specific concerns that they have in their lives. Um, so I, you know, after my master's degree, that really kicked off my career and I started um, working, uh, not to belabor the whole, I could talk for hours about my background, but um, I'll just say that my, one of my internships while I was in grad school was working with children with um, communication and um, other um, 
uh, neurological issues, cerebral palsy, and different uh, different issues that they were dealing with. And wow. so I immediately um, was able to learn how wonderful art therapy can be for individuals who have difficulty um, putting their ideas into words or using language um, to really express themselves and their mm -hmm. feelings. So I was able to really see how um, art making and that process of being creative was so empowering for individuals. Of course, any individual can benefit, but that really mm -hmm. was very, uh, uh, you know, um, a very critical point in my career where I really realized um, that a passion was growing in me to help yeah. individuals who have difficulty expressing themselves um, specifically. So that's my passion. And that's where through my whole career, I have worked with individuals, whether children or adults who have had um, things like traumatic brain injuries, strokes, mm -hmm. uh, different situations that, that created, uh, created a life for them where they couldn't really rely on verbal language to communicate um, and to work out, I mean, they could communicate perhaps, you know, a yes, no kind of like conversational types of things, but when they were dealing with um, or struggling with life concerns, um, depression, anxiety, different situations um, mm -hmm. related to mental health, it was really hard for them to express verbally what they were going through. So we really could use the uh, creative process to do that. And that's kind of how my career kept going um, to working with people who have dementia. And obviously the, the, the progress of dementia often involves, you know, confusion and uh, loss of words, loss of um, ability to understand verbal language therapy and <clears throat> starting programs. So I started a program where I had done my internship and that program's still running, you know, 24 years later. Um, and that's, awesome. uh, uh, that's with children, like I said, age, you know, age two to 21, but uh, it's in a school. And um, so I kind of did that through my career. I, I worked there for 16 years, but while I was working there, I also worked in with lots of other populations, um, often starting programs, working for a couple years and then um, turning them over to another art therapist and kind of growing that mm -hmm. way. Um, I also started um, teaching at the call at the graduate level, and um, I, I started that where I originally am from, which is New York. Mm -hmm. And um, I love teaching. I love sharing. I was uh, teaching in a creative arts therapy master's program, mm -hmm. and it was actually the program that I had graduated from. So it was really an honor to be able to go back and teach there. Yeah, that's great. Um, right. Full and circle. I, I did that, yeah, for a number of years. Um, and I really, it was very exciting for me. It still is. I'm still an educator here in Arizona where I live now um, but uh, that that sharing of the the ideas and the passion about uh, the creative arts and art therapy um, specifically with new students is, is really it keeps me on top of my game because I mm -hmm. constantly have to know what's going on what's the newest um, research that's available and it also um, it's just invigorating sharing and talking with uh, people who are so um, excited and passionate about mm -hmm. what they're learning. So um, that's a real joy for me. I still practice, but I also uh, teach. And currently, as I said, I'm now living in Arizona. I, um, when I first came out here, I started a program, and you mentioned it in the introduction, uh, in a life plan community. So that's a, an older adult community uh, mm -hmm. that also had a care center attached to it. And within the care center, there's a... Um, uh, memory care area and right. there's also a skilled nursing area and um 
So the individuals there, they uh, hired me to start an art therapy program there. So I started that and I worked there for four years. And just recently, just within the last six months, I left there and um, turned that over to another art therapist. So mm -hmm. I can move on to my next project. Um, <laughs> all the while I am teaching, I teach currently and I'm the coordinator of the Expressive Arts Therapy Postmasters program at Prescott College, which is a small um, private college in Arizona, in Northern Arizona. And uh, so I, you know, I, I'm still very fortunate to get to do what I love and um, bring that to as many people as possible. Definitely. So you mentioned um, things currently evolving and, you know, always having to stay on top of, you know, what's, what's new within the art therapy world. Um, can you tell us about some of the changes that you've maybe seen over recent years and how that has affected your work and then, you know, some of your, your clients as well? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Um, like, as I said, when I first started, I mean, art therapy was an established profession, a mental health profession, but not having a lot of regulation um, at the state or federal level. So uh, as far as insurance companies and, you know, the public at large, uh, people often didn't know that art therapy existed or um, couldn't get uh, reimbursement for it through their insurance companies such so I worked um, not single-handedly at all I'm a member of the American Art Therapy Association and uh, I became active pretty early in my career in governmental affairs there and advocacy and um, have gone up through the ranks. I'm currently the president of the um, association at this point but um, my passion is really um, trying to advocate for licensure and uh, equality with other mental health professional professions mm -hmm. so that the public can be assured that when they go to have art therapy services, they um, are getting them from people who are specifically trained at the master's level in mm -hmm. art therapy. Um, it's one of those professions where people think and get confused that, oh, I'm an artist, so I can do that. Or I, yeah. uh, you know, and well-meaning people, but, um, they don't realize that it's more than just taking a workshop or two, that it's really an entire master's and then post-master's experience work Definitely. Um, to any other mental health profession. So I really advocated that. And in doing that, and in creating these programs and, and sharing the power of art therapy in various different locations, I was doing like my part to try to really advance the profession and um, support the growth and also, really importantly, support public awareness that art therapy exists so that they could know, uh, people can understand that this is an avenue um, mm -hmm. for them to pursue their mental health um, you know, yeah. to. Uh, so that was really exciting. So a I've lot of people involved. forget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or they don't realize, you mm -hmm. know, um, uh, talk therapy has been very, you know, it's, it's the prominent way that people understand, um, you know, ha uh, dealing with a mental health issue. And so uh, it's, I deal with the visual arts and art therapy. There are other types like uh, drama therapy, dance therapy, mm -hmm. poetry therapy, et cetera, all, music therapy, all kinds of creative arts can be used in a therapeutic way. So mm -hmm. I, I enjoy promoting that and giving people other outlets to help. Definitely. So in terms of art therapy, I know art, you know, being something that you've always been passionate about. What about this specific outlet speaks to you in the way, a way of what you feel at ease or peace or what, what about art therapy really brings it full circle for you? That's a, that's a great question. Um, 
I really think that it's my, all my life, I have, since I was a small child, been very creative and luckily enough, grew up in a family where my dad was an artist and my mom was um, creative in lots of other ways, but she really encouraged that exploration at an early age. You Mm -hmm. know, one of my fondest memories was her, you know, not saying, oh, you can't paint in the house. It's going to be messy. But she said, okay, let's put a big tablecloth on the floor (laughs) and let's go ahead and do that. You know? Right. It's awesome. Yeah. So that, that's where I come from. And I really know how much that has enhanced my life and helped me personally through, you know, just dealing with my own ups and downs in my life. And so I really um, am passionate about sharing that creative, expressive possibility with others, other people. And um, one thing that I really am, uh, I always tell people, and many are uh, kind of have a hard time on um, accepting it, but I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that every single human being is, has creative potential and can be creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a matter of finding your way of doing that. Yeah. And um, that's a lot of what I did because the people, the individuals, that people have been told in our country a lot of times um, that they're not artistic or they can't draw or this or that. And they get that stuck in their head and then they're inhibited to try, mm-hmm. um, you know? And so yeah. that's one issue. And then with, with the pe- the kids and the adults that I deal with a lot of times, um, unfortunately, uh, people make assumptions that they wouldn't be able to, uh, they can't hold the brush, they can't do this, they can't do that because of some physical limitations. And so a big part of my job was figuring out, still is, figuring out how to help people access uh, art and creativity. And that is, you know, when you see that happen, it's like electric. It's so um, rewarding to me, but I'm just so excited that people have gotten that creative opportunity Mm -hmm. for themselves. And they Um, become excited as well. Exactly. And then they also feel empowered. They also get Mm -hmm. self-confidence as they keep going. And many of my the kids I've worked with, adults as well, eventually they kind of see themselves as that creative person, as that person who's, Mm -hmm. that that's part of their identity is Mm -hmm. this like artist identity, uh, you know, so to speak. And um, it's really wonderful to see how people can use that to express themselves and really, really uh, change their outlook on life a lot of times. So definitely um, exploration is key here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I think that's also part of the phenomenon that we're, I know we're going to talk about coloring books. So yeah, that's part of the excitement, I think. I um, think that um, Carly and I definitely experienced some of that excitement as we've been getting into the coloring books. So I'm going to let her touch on that a little bit more. Yeah, it was definitely a new outlet for both of us. Because like you said, I've, I remember in high school, you have to have certain credits and those credits being art credits. I said, you know what, I am not, I don't know how to draw really well at all. I'm not creative in that sense, but I do love performing arts. And so that was another option. So I know you spoke of, you know, there's dance therapy, there's poetry, there's other forms. You don't just have to be able to color well. And so this is, this whole series has been really interesting for me. And I, I know Olivia as well, because we never really just sit down and color or draw. And so it's a new outlet. So we're learning as well. But I like how you said that because it's true. You don't just have to be in one little realm of art because it's huge. Absolutely. It's about being creative, I think, and the creative process. Um, 
it's something that happens within your body, within your brain. Chemicals actually um, are discharged, similar to when you exercise or you know, um, you know, dopamine and other things are, are released when you're in that creative process. And so it can really, um, really help people feel better in some ways, or at least have a moment where they don't have to be absorbed with maybe the crisis or the grief or whatever it is that's going on in their lives. It's a chance for them to feel a little reprieve, to really um, uh, de-stress and uh, get another, get gain focus. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. So using, I know obviously you started the um, art program in Southern Arizona for long-term care residents. And um, I did read an article of yours that kind of touched on what you saw and the benefits there. Would you mind kind of going into that specific population and what you saw with the outcome of using coloring books specifically or art therapy in general? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to just clarify because coloring books I'm happy to talk about and I do think that they have a really important place in uh, personal wellness and self-care, but mm -hmm. coloring books in and of themselves are not really art therapy. Uh, in order to have art therapy and practice art therapy, that's really what um, a person does in conjunction with um, a credentialed or licensed art therapist right. to deal with a certain issue um, mm -hmm. that they might be um, struggling with. But um, that's not to say that coloring books aren't helpful, of course. Um, right. I just want to clarify that because I know that in the general public, that's a point of confusion. Um, mm -hmm. And there are even some coloring books out there that say art therapy on them, which can be even more confusing. Um, <laughs> but when I was, when I was working with um, the older adults, and I, I'm primarily, I worked with everyone, but primarily my focus was, was working within the memory care um, area. And um, I run into a, a lot of people who um, had, messages as they were younger that they weren't artistic or art was even a waste of time nothing productive right because mm -hmm. you're thinking people in their 80s 90s they're you know when they grew up life was different and there wasn't i'm not saying there wasn't leisure time but the arts were looked at a little differently they weren't necessarily included in school and uh mm -hmm. you know people didn't have as much personal access it was more like the arts in the museum and right not for me so they had those preconceived notions i had to get past and so what coloring books are really helpful for is um that it's a um it's a success oriented experience. The image, you know, the outline is there. Um, there's really no right, wrong way to pick colors necessarily. So people can feel a little more secure in trying it, trying to engage with art media in a way where they feel there's um, less chance for error. Um, that's not me putting mm -hmm. that on them, but that's, you know, a lot of people's feelings of the, the anxiety comes out because they can't draw, as you mentioned a minute ago, or right. they don't know how to use the media or whatever. So mm -hmm. when you when you try with a coloring book, some of that is removed. It serves Guided. as sort of a gateway for them to engage and experiment with um, creativity and also with art media and become a little more self-assured about what they're doing before we can move into maybe some, um, you know, free drawing or some other kinds of expression that don't rely on a pre-conceived um, image. Uh, it, it also does have 
um, have the ability to reduce anxiety and stress a lot of times when people get into that coloring. So what I would do a lot is um, not really use it in the art therapy session, but use it sort of as a warm up as people joined the group. They could mm -hmm. warm up for five or 10 minutes using the coloring sheets and it would help them relax and kind of focus um, and relieve some of that stress about the group they were entering. And um, by the time they did that, then I could gently move them into um, using similar media into a more, um, a more personally expressive way of creating art. And so that was really successful. And also, there are some studies that, sh that indicate that coloring actually may sharpen um, or kind of promote someone's um, memory and attention. And mm -hmm. so that's always a great thing to do when, and I think it goes along with um, uh, just engaging the mind in general. The more you engage your mind, the more um, you mm -hmm. can use it. So for people who are struggling with, uh, you know, beginnings of memory loss, uh, even mid-range memory loss, doing activities like this can help them retain information a little bit more, can help them articulate a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, it's interesting what I've noticed over the years, not only with people with dementia, but I worked um, many years ago with people that had traumatic brain injuries. And so wow. they also have memory impairment, lots of um, short-term memory issues. And the visual imagery uh, that we create is processed in our brain a bit differently than verbal languages. And mm. so what I was noticing was that amazingly after, you know, we'd have a group and then a few days would pass, come back to the group and I would show artwork um, and people would be able to identify which piece was theirs. They remembered it. They, oh. There's something about the visual image that they that was connecting for them, and so that was really an exciting piece. Yeah, um, that's awesome. You know, um, so I think that there is something to the fact that it might um, be because visual imagery is processed differently. It could be helping um, with memory cues uh, mm -hmm. in some way. There's got to be more study about that, but um, there are some initial studies that that uh, link um, the coloring um, aspect to. Um, sharpening memory so we'll see yeah, if that's that really interesting that. yeah at all ages amazing. i'm sure yeah absolutely absolutely i mean coloring books are adult coloring books are really uh, um have been for many for several years now uh, a big craze with lots of different people and i know that there are young adults there are you know all all different um individuals who are finding relaxation mm -hmm. and um you know, a spark of creativity and they're really getting interested or have been getting interested in these coloring books. So mm -hmm. there's something to them. You uh, see them I, a lot more often now, I would say within recent years than you mm -hmm. did before Absolutely. out in the general public. Yes, absolutely. I, um, you know, there was, there were always those individuals who would, um, who enjoyed coloring and would even use, you know, coloring books designed for kids, but they just wanted to draw or to color. Um, and then uh, I don't know exactly how long ago, but I'm going to say probably about six or seven years ago by now, um, someone had a good idea of publishing uh, more adult kinds of or more intricate imagery that would be more appealing to adults. Um, and that just really took off. It's still, a yeah, very... Uh, 
a very um, popular thing for people to do. And I think during the pandemic now, uh, people have also been grabbing onto that. And not mm -hmm. only that, but other things like even paint by number and different things that where they can oh, be yeah. creative, but they are, um, and they have the time to do it now, but they're a little more secure and not, not having to venture out and just kind of engage with art media randomly, but they have these um, ways of feeling creative and taking their mind off, whatever the worries are, which we all have plenty of right now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and allowing a little bit of escape from that and a little bit of de-stressing. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's just showing, for me, it's showing the power of creativity and the creative process for all of us to benefit from, whether you have a, a critical personal issue or you're just having day-to-day, -day, you know, challenges. Um, mm -hmm. I think engaging and letting, letting yourself be playful for a little while, letting yourself, you know, not dwell on your problems and escape for, for a little while is really, really helpful for people. And they find yes. enjoyment in, in it, so. Yes, exactly. That's what Olivia and I have been talking about too, is, you know, everyone, like you said, has their own stress factors right now, but being where we're at, she's in nursing school, almost finished, and I have been mm -hmm. a nurse for a while. And being nurses in a pandemic is a little stressful, you could say. And so we've yeah. both been finding this outlet is something very interesting and we're glad to try something new. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I can't advocate it enough. And I know, uh, you know, I'm thrilled for your organization as, as really focusing on, you know, um, frontline workers and, and nurses specifically because the level of stress must be just, I can't even imagine. It just must be very challenging right now. So anything that you can do to relax from that, take your mind off that for a little bit can be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad, I'm glad that you're, you're talking about it. So kind of just one last question I think that we have is, you know, do you have any <laughs> recommendations or advice for us that you would, you know, in hopes of just continuing down this artistic path and, whether it be with coloring or painting or, or whatever it is, what would be your advice to give to someone who's kind of just exploring their creative side? Yes, new to all this. Right, um, well, um, one of the big tenets of art therapy is that we focus on the process and not the product. So okay. we're not, really art the therapists themselves were not mm -hmm. really ever interested in the product other than the story that it can tell for the client we're working with so mm -hmm. we're not looking at you know the quality of the line for aesthetic purposes we're looking at the messages and the symbols that come out in their artwork so the reason i mention that is because if if people can in general get around the idea of worrying like not worrying about the the aesthetic quality of whatever it is you're creating and just focus on what's happening to you in your body in your mind while you're creating that's the imperative piece because that's mm -hmm. where the relaxation comes in that's where the enjoyment comes in and if you at the end you are satisfied with your artwork great but if you're not it doesn't matter um a lot of people do uh, journaling um, mm -hmm. in order to be able to kind of like turn the page and just move on. They can yeah. look back if they want to, but it's not the main focus, mm -hmm. um, it, you know, is just is looking at an aesthetically pleasing piece. Um, yeah. 
so that's an important thing to remember. And I think that's a big stumbling block for a lot of people who haven't really engaged in the arts as an adult, in, at least in visual arts. Um, it, you know, we have these like sip and paint classes that happen now. So those are yeah. kind of um, fun to do. And uh, anything that gives you the opportunity to create where you feel a little safe, like someone's telling mm -hmm. you colors to use, or someone's giving you an image, you just have to color in. Or, right. um, you know, there's book, there are books out there and there's um, uh, something that's called a mandala, which is a circular image that art therapists use a lot. And it's, um, it's, it comes from um, Eastern um, philosophy. And uh, there's, there's a focus on the circle because circle, that imagery is very centering. It's very calming. Mm -hmm. And you might notice yeah. that looking at adult coloring books, there are mandala coloring books. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I would encourage people to just take it for the benefits of relaxation and not focus on the finished product. And that may help people be able to engage a little bit more. Definitely. That makes me feel a lot better. I know. <laughs> I was drawing yesterday and wow, let's just say we are barely learning to color inside the lines. So that's for okay. <laughs> inside the lines all the time. That's true. Maybe try one time coloring outside the lines and see what happens. You know, like coloring the outside of the, Im around the image instead of the There image. you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, Margaret, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with both Carly and I. We really do appreciate it. And, you know, I'm sure our listeners do too. You've provided amazing insight and um, kind of given us a a highlight of the world of art therapy and, and mm -hmm. everything that it has to offer. So I thank you for sharing everything with us today. And um, we're just really grateful to have you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'd just like to leave in case anybody does um, want to uh, pursue art, an art therapist. Um, if you go to arttherapy.org, you can find an art therapist. There, there's a link to find an art therapist there and you can find more information about art therapy. That's um, amazing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, for our listeners, we'll include that information um, on our website as well, if that's okay with you, Margaret. So absolutely. That, absolutely. Yeah, so Thank you. Everyone has the opportunity to access that if they feel like that's an avenue that, you know, is, is something that they're interested in. So, mm -hmm. um, Everyone listening, thank you very much for, you know, tuning in to this episode of Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. Um, hopefully you continue on your journey with us, our coloring book journey, and um, we will hear from you guys next time.